The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here's the news. The Emperor Qin Shi Huang's Mausoleum Site Museum, which houses the world-renowned Terracotta Warriors in Xi'an, in northwest China's Shanxi province, has welcomed its 10 millionth visitor, hitting a record high. Nearly 150 million visits from both home and abroad have been recorded at the museum since its opening in 1979. In recent years, museum visits have become a must-do activity for tourists in China. As one of the most popular destinations in Shanxi, the Emperor Qin Shi Huang's Mausoleum Site Museum has experienced a consistently high number of visitors since this summer. To meet the increasing demand, the museum has worked to improve its ticket purchasing system. This includes implementing online booking and utilizing big data to encourage visitors to choose alternate visiting times. Discovered in 1974, the Army of Terracotta Warriors was built by Emperor Qin Shi Huang of the Qin Dynasty over 2,000 years ago. This is Special English. The 8th China Campus Theater Festival and the 27th Besero Theater Festival, which gathers productions from both home and abroad, will concurrently be held from November 11th to the 30th in the southern Chinese metropolis of Shenzhen. That is according to the organizer of the events, China Theater Association. The China Campus Theater Festival, which is held every two years, will feature 19 productions spanning various theatrical styles, including drama, traditional Chinese opera, musicals, children's theater, and puppetry. A total of 12 productions from countries including China and the Republic of Korea will feature at the Besero Theater Festival. You're listening to Special English. Chinese scientist Xue Chi Kun has won the 2024 Oliver E. Buckley Condensed Matter Physics Prize, an international award 
that recognizes outstanding contributions to condensed matter physics. That is according to the American Physical Society. Xue, an academician with the Chinese Academy of Sciences, and Ashvin Vishwanath, a professor at Harvard University, won the award together for their pioneering theoretical and experimental studies on the collective electronic properties of materials that reflect topological aspects of their band structure. The award is acknowledged as the highest international honor in the field of condensed matter physics. As China's first winner of the award, Xue is highly regarded by the international physics community for his contributions to the field of topological insulators and his work on the quantum anomalous Hall effect. He is also a professor at Tsinghua University and president of the Southern University of Science and Technology. Xue and his team were the first to experimentally observe the quantum anomalous Hall effect in 2012, and their findings were published in the journal Science in 2013. This is Special English. In China's growing number of universities meant for the elderly, young Chinese are finding good value for their money and company. Keen to relieve stress, 27-year-old Xi Qi returned to a campus to start learning yoga and ballet in September at the Open University for the Elderly in Dongcheng District in Beijing. More young Chinese like Xi Qi are signing up for classes initially aimed at the elderly due to the diverse offerings and lower prices. The trend can be seen on Chinese lifestyle platform Xiaohongshu with more than 70,000 posts about taking classes at universities for the elderly. The related hashtag has so far garnered over 7.7 million views. Compared to a single yoga class in downtown Beijing, which costs 200 to 350 yuan, about 27 to 48 US dollars, Xi Qi's university charges only 450 yuan for 15 classes. Apart from ballet and yoga, 
It also holds classes teaching oil painting, Chinese dancing, and singing. Given the low price, Shichi did not have high expectations going into her first class, but later found her yoga instructor to be professional and the elderly classmates very friendly. They did not seem bothered by the handful of young people like her attending the classes. According to the latest report from the China Association of the Universities for the Aged, there were more than 76,000 universities for the elderly in China as of 2019, with over 10 million registered students. As China's population continues to age, with those above 60 years old set to exceed 400 million by around 2035, the State Council has set a goal of establishing at least one university for the elderly in every county-level region by 2025. As such classes targeting seniors are gaining popularity among young Chinese, criticism comes up like the young people are taking up educational resources meant for the elderly. One Weibo comment reads that the places should be left for the elderly who need them. While universities for the elderly usually have strict age requirements of over 50 years old, some are open to young adults too. 32-year-old Liu Ying said that one reason may be that the universities need young people signing up to help meet quotas for starting their classes. Liu has been taking traditional Chinese painting classes at the Open University College of Elderly Education in Huai'an in eastern Jiangsu province. Liu said that the course at her university requires at least 30 people to go ahead, adding the Gu Qin class was canceled this year for a lack of registration. This trend is just one example of young people taking up resources targeting the older demographics, with the practice being called elderly consumption freeloading. Other examples include young Chinese choosing to eat at elderly community canteens and participating in group tours targeting the elderly due to their relative cheapness and convenience. 
according to a commentary by China Youth News, such practices indicate the change of consumption habits among the younger generation, who are getting more sensitive to prices and focusing on convenience. The commentary notes that the society should further innovate business models and rely on communities, universities, and other forces to provide more inclusive and affordable consumption options for the young. You're listening to Special English. You've been listening to programs from CGTN Radio. CGTN Radio. We invite you to visit us online for more audio, pictures, and in-depth reports. At radio.cgtn.com, you can access a wide range of programs and find your favorite news, talk, features, entertainment shows, and podcasts. Hear the difference with CGTN Radio. This is special English. As of the end of September this year, around 780,000 rare disease cases have been registered in China since the inception of a rare disease diagnosis and treatment information system in 2019. Jiao Yahui. An official with the National Health Commission said this initiative holds great significance in comprehending the epidemiology, clinical diagnosis, and medical support status of rare diseases within China. About 80% of rare diseases have a genetic connection. And roughly 50% begin in childhood, although the prevalence of individual rare diseases may be low. Their substantial numbers can be attributed to China's large population. In 2019, 324 hospitals were selected. To establish a national collaboration network for rare disease diagnosis and treatment, implementing a two-way referral and remote consultation mechanism, medical institutions at all levels are required to register related information through the dedicated. System. In September, China released an update of its rare disease catalog, with a total of 207 diseases included in the catalog. This is special English. An automated weather station. Has been built at a 5,896 meter altitude 
on Kunlun Mountains in northwest China's Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region. The new station is now the highest on the Kunlun Mountains. It marked the completion of the observation station network in the middle section of the Kunlun Mountains on the northern slope of the Qinghai Shizang Plateau, known as the Roof of the World. The Chinese team spent three months braving rough weather and overcoming altitude sickness to complete the construction of the weather station. According to Lu Ruyu, one team member, the plateau is getting warmer and more humid, and southern Xinjiang has also seen an increasing number of extreme weather events in recent years. It is of key scientific values to clarifying the evolution of water vapor energy related to climate change and revealing the possible mechanisms behind these changes and their possible impacts. Liu added that the facility will provide scientists with valuable meteorological data for the study of weather processes of the high altitudes, climate change, and unique precipitation characteristics of the Kunlun Mountains. You're listening to Special English. To reduce the number of birds dying after hitting glass-covered buildings, Chinese technology giant Tencent has started to transform its headquarters in Shenzhen into a bird-friendly building. He Cheng, a founder of Tencent's bird strike prevention team, said that pasting polka dot stickers on the outer glass curtain wall of its headquarters has made a difference, but still not a perfect solution. The effectiveness of stickers in preventing bird collisions varies depending on factors such as building design, location, and bird species, but they can serve as a proactive measure to mitigate the risk and raise awareness about the issue. A huge number of birds have died after colliding with glass buildings in recent years, and it has become a significant concern around the world. In October, more than a thousand migrating birds died after crashing into a single building in Chicago in just one night 
due to what experts said was a deadly combination of the migration season, difficult weather, and a lack of bird-friendly building measures. A study published by the Hong Kong Bird Watching Society in March shows that nearly 200 incidents of birds flying into buildings and transparent noise barriers were recorded in the special administrative region between September and December last year, with 90% of them being fatal. Yu Chiang, a professor at Beijing Technology and Business University, said that installing bird-friendly glass and cutting light pollution could help reduce the number of deaths. You said that birds often collide with glass because they cannot perceive it as a solid barrier, and adding stickers or patterns to the glass surface will help to break up the reflection and make glass more visible to birds. He noted that some studies suggested that certain patterns or colors could deter birds from approaching glass surfaces. You added that turning off lights, especially overnight, can be critical in saving birds' lives. Rongchan Chung a senior conservation officer at the Mangrove Foundation said that with more people and businesses joining in the effort, whether it's participating in investigations or improving buildings where bird collisions occur, it is a reflection of the city's attitude and determination in biodiversity conservation. You're listening to Special English. That's the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. Chinese scientist Xue Chi Kun has won the 2024 Oliver E. Buckley Condensed Matter Physics Prize, an international award that recognizes outstanding contributions to condensed matter physics. This is according to the American Physical Society. Xue, an academician with the Chinese Academy of Sciences, and Ashvin Vishwanath, a professor at Harvard University, won the award together for their pioneering theoretical and experimental studies on the collective electronic properties of materials that reflect topological aspects of their band structure. The award is acknowledged as the highest international honor in the field of condensed matter physics. As China's first winner of the award, Xue is highly regarded by the international physics community for his contributions to the field of topological insulators and his work on the quantum anomalous Hall effect. He is also a professor at Tsinghua University and president of the Southern University of Science and Technology. 
Shui and his team were the first to experimentally observe the quantum anomalous Hall effect in 2012, and their findings were published in the journal Science in 2013. This is the end of today's program. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace.